We are all miracles and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world, and it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. It's about showing up every single day. It's about giving all of yourself. It's about evaluating your work. It's about innovating practice to change lives. Every single week, let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the truest and shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. Today's episode is going to be one you don't want to miss because we are going to look at tech done right. Technology is not going anywhere. It's here to stay. How can we integrate it into our speech therapy so that we can optimize our outcomes? That's what we're going to talk about today because the latest research indicates that technology, when used with person-to-person interaction, can actually improve language comprehension. It can also improve story comprehension. It can improve higher-level inferential thinking, and it can improve story grammar and vocabulary. So if we use technology intelligently in an educationally rich manner, we can improve outcomes. And also, it has to be used within the context of a parent-to-child or therapist-to-child or an adult-to-child interaction. The text provides joint attention in which the child is interacting with the adult, and they're also interacting with the digital piece. It might be an iPad, it might be a Kindle, it might be on a computer screen, but it's basically a digital storybook or some learning presented digitally. How can we incorporate it in speech therapy in an intelligent and an educationally rich manner that does not distract from the person-to-person interaction, which is always first and foremost importance. Well, these are some tips. First, we're going to want to connect the child's prior knowledge to the new learning. So what's really helpful here, if you work in a clinic or if you work in a school, if you can adapt with your colleagues the same sound of the week and the same theme of the week. When you do that, the child doesn't come to you as a blank slate. The child has a lot of experiences to share within the interaction that you're having with the child and the digital medium. So a good idea is that all the colleagues, the teacher, the occupational therapist, the physical therapist, and at home, they all have the same letter of the week that they're focusing on. They have the same theme that they're focusing on, and that makes the learning so much more meaningful for the child.
The second tip that we're going to want to follow here is that content matters. That means that the digital medium that we use, we want it to be, for instance, a story that's of interest to the child. That really matters, according to the research. We know a lot of the children we work with falling off their bike and getting hurt. That That's of interest to them. Parties or birthday parties are of interest to them. Food, that's of interest to them. Toys, this is big, big, big stuff for children that we work with. So we'll want to create stories based on these themes because the more interested the child is in the story, the better the outcomes. So what's another tip when we're incorporating technology into our practice? The next thing is we're going to want to refrain from all of the bells and the whistles. Those are those loud sounds, the quick moving images. And what those do is they stimulate the amygdala. And that's the fight, flight, or freeze brain. We don't want to do that. What we want to do instead is stimulate the cerebellum into the frontal lobe, the cerebral cortex, and higher level thinking. So how can we stimulate higher level thinking? What we're going to want to do is focus on those higher level skills, such as higher level questions, not the simple fact, yes, no, who, what, where questions, but these questions such as how and why and what would happen if these high level thinking questions that require a lot of reasoning and problem solving. That's what we're going to want to focus on. And when we focus on these higher level questions, what the research indicates is the lower level stuff spontaneously develop. So when we look at children, they have something known as a cognitive load. That's the amount that they're able to spend on the learning experience. Well, we don't want to spend it on the non-nutritious food, for instance, for the brain. We want to give them the good top shelf stuff. And when we give them the top shelf stuff with the cognitive load, with the resources they have, we're going to have a cascading impact in which the earlier levels developing skills will naturally develop. What else are we going to want to do? We're going to want to focus on those phonological awareness skills, those early reading skills that are of pivotal importance to their academic success in elementary school. So we know, for instance, that skills such as rhyming and being able to segment sounds and words, being able to blend sounds together to create words are highly predictive of how they're going to do in elementary school and their reading skills. We're going to want to focus in on these skills early on to give them a strong foundation. What else are we going to want to focus on? Story grammar. So the research indicates when children know the elements of the story, they know the character, they know the setting, the problem, the emotion, the action, the consequence. When they know these things, not only do they have better language expression and better language comprehension, but the research even indicates that they're even their writing skills improve. And that's, that has to do with cognitive load. When you have this automatic ability to understand and tell stories, then you're able to more use your other skills, such as writing, more easily. So what is another skill that we're going to focus on? Vocabulary. So what's neat about having this digital medium is that when a child reads a novel word, we can easily show a quick definition pop up, have a quick definition pop up. We can have a picture pop up or a sound pop up. And that will help the child because we know that if you don't have the vocabulary, text is very difficult to understand. But with the digital medium, you can have those very simple 
pop-ups, which we use in speech therapy as call-outs, in which we give a simple definition and it doesn't take away from the story or the learning experience. So these are only some of the great things we can do using the digital medium to enhance the learning experience. The important thing to remember is that the parent or the adult is in charge of the digital medium. They're turning the pages. They're flipping on to the answer the question. And when it is, it's going to be slow moving and a slow response that allows the child or the teacher or the therapist time to provide explanations time to give examples. Because if there's anything that I've learned, it's that the magic occurs in the moment-to-moment interactions that happen in between those moments in which we're targeting the goals. So we want to allow time for that back-and-forth interaction. So that's why it's very important that it's not the child that is independently manipulating the device, but the adult or the therapist or the parent or the teacher. So uh, what I want you to do is I want you to take all of this information and I want you to roll up your sleeves and make the world a better place one child at a time. And just a quick announcement, I have a group starting very soon and it's going to be called the SIS group. And that's going to stand for something I'll let you know soon. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this work for you. I'm going to create educationally rich activities for you every week, movement activities and Google slide activities that are all ready to go. You can take these activities and have these educationally rich activities planned out and you can create better or you can differentiately use them with the children that you work with. And you're able to focus your time and your efforts on being present which is so important because when you're present with a child, you're able to interact at a moment-to-moment basis that is going to maximize learning. The real magic occurs in the back-and-forth dance with the child. When you have educationally rich activities available each week, you're able to focus on the child and be present and differentially use the activities to best beat the child's individual goals. Thank you so much for your time, and I hope to see you in the membership. Oh,